Good morning. It's Friday, March 26th. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Day one, the world was obsessed with it. Day two, it started to sink in just how daunting this was. But now we're entering day four of this container ship the size of the Empire State Building stuck in the Suez Canal. It's causing a massive traffic jam in global shipping, and we're all wondering, what is it going to take to unstick this thing? Right now, dredgers and tugboats are digging and pushing as best they can, but this ship is so big, special teams have to come in. And as isolated as this event seems, there's a whole industry that exists around saving boats. Bloomberg News reports on how a group of salvage experts plans to unstick this ship. These experts work for a company called Smit Salvage. They parachute into shipwrecks to help boats in sticky situations. And this company was called in to lift a Russian nuclear submarine, the one that was stuck in 2001. And it also got fuel out of a cruise ship that ran aground off the coast of Italy back in 2012. Now this company is hoping that it can come to the rescue of the Ever Given. That's the name of this ship. And keep in mind, this thing is longer than the Suez Canal is wide. And it's lodged in the canal at an angle, so it's really a tricky situation. Yesterday, an eight-person team flew in to start the rescue effort. And their first task was to figure out just how stuck the boat really is. Then they'll need to figure out how to make the boat lighter to get it to float properly. Ideally, they'll only have to remove things like fuel and ballast water. That's the type of water used to stabilize ships during voyages. Now, in the worst-case scenario, they're going to have to remove individual shipping containers. These containers typically hold things like furniture, televisions, and all sorts of other things. Now, if they have to go this route, rescue teams may use helicopters to pluck these crates off the ship one at a time. This situation in the Suez Canal isn't just jaw-dropping to see and to think about. It's also seriously disruptive to global trade. The Suez Canal is a major waterway. Around 10% of all seaborne trade travels through this canal, including oil. And right now, nothing can pass. Traffic has officially been suspended. And NPR is reporting the salvage team is now saying it could take weeks to get the ship floating and on its way again. If you drive to work or have a summer road trip planned, get your gas money ready. You're likely going to need more of it. In some parts of the country, the price could hit $4 a gallon. The national average price is up by about a third in a year. And energy market watchers think it's going to go even higher this summer. The Wall Street Journal looks at all the factors behind the surge in gas prices. And it points out that, yes, rising prices will put more strain on people who are already hurting financially. But in some ways, this is a good news story. It's a sign that the economy is coming back to life, that people are emerging from lockdown and planning to hit the road again. The journal explains these rising prices are coming a year after the energy market went on a roller coaster ride. This time last year, demand for gas all but disappeared. No one was traveling. We were all on lockdown and the price of oil just cratered. The industry was caught off guard. OPEC and its partners tried to stabilize prices by slashing production. 
Now, normally, when prices rise, producers race to pump more oil out of the ground, and oil prices can go back down. But this time, they're mostly holding back, which is keeping prices high. And that means for you and me, every time we go to the pump, we're seeing higher bills. What happens next depends on how well the oil industry can resist temptation. Producers might want to pump more oil at a time like this when the price is high to collect more money, even though doing that can drive the price back down. This is all about discipline. And one wild card in all of this is us, you and me. The price is also driven by demand, how fast the economy improves and how much we drive this summer. With some pandemic restrictions still in place and all this working from home, that's going to be hard to predict. Yesterday, several tech CEOs testified before Congress, including Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Several members of Congress were very critical of reported plans to create an Instagram service for kids under 13 years old. Here's Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers. What will it take for your business model to stop harming children? I know I speak for millions of moms when I say we need answers and we will not rest until we get them. In his testimony, Zuckerberg confirmed the company is exploring social media for younger kids. There are clearly issues that need to be thought through and worked out, including how parents can control the experience of of kids, especially kids under the age of 13. And we we haven't worked through all of that yet. So we haven't uh, kind of formally uh, announced the plans. But but I I think that something like this could be quite helpful for a lot of people. Excuse me. Okay, The Washington Post has this article about how more and more social media companies are making apps for younger kids. Some parents are worried about this. Now, there's already a kid's version of YouTube and Facebook Messenger. The Post quotes a former Disney executive who explains that his company had this concept of cradle to cane. It's this idea that by getting three, four, and five-year-olds excited about the Disney brand, they'll stay engaged with it throughout their lives. Social media companies now seem to be moving towards that same model. The Post spoke with some experts who say that they're concerned. One executive at an online monitoring company for parents explained that Facebook is a for-profit company and their priority isn't children's well-being. She worries that giving kids another way to interact on screens rather than in person is just a bad idea, no matter what precautions are taken. Parents and their kids are in the middle of all of this. Kids want to keep up with their friends, and they're often eager to try the latest social media platforms. The Post speaks to a few experts who had some practical tips for parents trying to keep things in balance. They say, look for features where parents can approve which contacts kids add. And a lot of apps also offer monitoring features so parents can get a window into what their kids are doing online. We all know that wine gets better with age. So what if we could speed up that aging process? I'm not talking about some sci-fi fantasy time machine thing. I'm talking about a different kind of sci-fi idea, which is sending wine into space. One space cargo company actually shot wine into space. They sent a couple of cases of Bordeaux to the International Space Station. The wine spent about a year aging in space before coming back home. 
And home, in this case, is wine country in France, where some of the toughest critics gave it a taste. A dozen experts did this. It was a blind tasting. They compared the 2000 Petru aged in space versus the earthbound bottles of the same vintage. And all but one of those experts agreed that the wine sent to space was different, and somehow it got better. One taster said it seemed like a more mature wine. It was as if it aged another three years. I visited a winery in France a couple years back, and the owners told me so much of the taste is about terroir. You know, things like climate, soil, geography. I guess leaving the planet adds a new dimension of flavor, kind of messes with the wine's relationship with space and time. Intergalactic terror. <laughs> now, this this particular wine is actually just one part of the experiment. The company also sent up cuttings, vine cuttings, of Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. The next question is whether space travel affects grapes. And while this is just an experiment, you can imagine it's pretty pricey. Before it went into space, a bottle of this particular stuff would run you a few thousand bucks. So just imagine the price now that it's been kissed by the heavens. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk with you again on Monday. Monday.